Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet in one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra and I'm the first lobster. Beautiful. There was more than one lobster at the birth of Christ. Duh. <laughs> Duh. God, this movie, so many quotes. <laughs> And I hate Uncle Jamie. And to me, you are perfect. <laughs> we'll get into all of it. But and Gray, why don't you tell us what we do here? Wait, one more. And I am God of sex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am Colin, God of sex. What we do here each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled Master of the Remote Control, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner. This week is another installment of our Fa-La-La Latchkey Sibs themed month for Christmas, and we watched Love Actually, which Holland is defending, because fuck her. (laughs) <laughs> it would be super great uh, if you could get negative 50 points on <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would prefer yeah. it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. <laughs> but, like, the minimum point value anyone can get is 10 points. <laughs> you mean uh, five? No. Right? No, it's five oh, per. I guess, yeah, 10. 10 because so, it's two people. Yeah. Um, I was going to do a, uh, you know, a summary based on IMDb, like I do with every movie. However, the storyline or the summary on IMDb is fucking (laughs) massive. (laughs) Does it get into every single storyline? It is so long. (laughs) <laughs> that when I copy and pasted it onto my, like, docs sheet. And now, granted, I do have larger font, so it's easier to read while I'm, you know, speaking and stuff. Um, but it took, I think it was, like, two and a half pages. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Whereas normally it's, like, seven lines. So <laughs> I I just took the, the, not even the tagline, but there's, like, a really quick one at the top for every every movie on IMDb. So this one's just one sentence because okay. there's no fucking way I'm, I'm putting anybody <laughs> through that. So Love Actually is a movie that follows the lives of eight very different couples in dealing with their love lives and various loosely interrated, interrelated tales all set during a frantic month before Christmas in London, England. Great. Yeah. That's what it is. Classic to the point. (laughs) 
I like you know I wish I could you know what I'm just gonna read it you can cut it out but the whole summary no because it's probably not even that funny never mind no don't do it I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it um but yeah you know love actually everyone knows this movie classic yeah in our household um despite the fact that Allegra's never seen it all the way through until now until now it was released November 14th, 2003. So Holland was 11, Allegra was 9, and I was 6. Um, I know for a fact I did not see this in theaters because I only remember ever watching it on Mom's couch. <laughs> or at Uncle Steve's. Or at Uncle Steve's, but in a home. Yeah. yeah. And I am 100% positive the movie theater would not allow a uh, A six-year-old a a six-year-old a nine-year-old and an 11-year-old in because that would be fucking insane um i do have thoughts for mom she did see it in theaters it came out right after we actually had taken a trip to the uk in 2003 so we were in london england in 2003 um i can probably post a photo of that too Um, But I do have a voice memo from her that I can play right now. I'm sure you all know that Love Actually is my favorite Christmas movie to watch Thanksgiving weekend to kick off Christmas in my head. Uh, Problematic or not, I still love it, particularly the Colin Firth and Portuguese gal romance, my favorite. Um... And it was launched while we were in the UK together on our little trip, our mom trip to the UK. And there were posters for it all over the tube and all over London because it came out while we were there. Um, You'll probably remember we went out for Guy Fawkes Day to Chinatown in London and there were fireworks everywhere. We watched fireworks for Guy Fawkes out the balcony of the Chinese restaurant and love actually came out the next day. Um, so that's my, that's my memory of love actually. All right. <laughs> I have absolutely zero memory of Guy Fox day. I remember that. I do not. And also, I definitely know, remember that, but I was she, 11 and you guys were children. Even smaller. Times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the before times before I had standing memory. Um, but yeah, so, you know, mom loves this movie. I have no idea what dad thinks about this movie. He's never seen it. (laughs) We asked him. There we go. Um, and what do you, you guys remember about this movie? Um, so is that our segue into pre-watch? Yeah, Um, I thought it was pretty smooth. (laughs) I will go first, I guess. Um, I remember everything. Classic Christmas movie with the fam. Just in cases, I hate Uncle Jamie, Octopus Costume Boy. We're here. I don't know. I, just, I remember literally everything about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I watch it every year. Um, Love Actually, I've seen the beginning lots of times. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around us. There were lobsters at the christening of the birth of Jesus. Um, are the birds, it is whatever. I don't know what that was supposed to be. Uh, Martin the Hobbit wine that is in like a porn scene Q 
Kira Knightley's Mary's all black guy, <laughs> who I think is in Mary's Mary's the only black guy in the movie. I think that's what it was supposed to be. Who I think is in Twelve Years a Slave, and I was right. He is the lead character in that movie. Yeah, he's not the only black guy in this movie, though. <laughs> that's true. Colin has a friend. Yeah, um, the director of the the, the whatever porno. the fuck movie they're <laughs> filming. Um, Rick Grimes, which came out as Rick Crime, is in love with her, even though she's like twenty. She's not. She's eighteen. Alan Rickman is there. Jojin, oh Jojin is there, and then Colin. Thank you. Grant is the prime minister as Colin Firth, and then Grant, Hugh Grant's the prime minister, and all that, and then I don't know what the fuck happens, but at the end of the movie, Rick Grimes is like, read my cue cards, and then children are, who's playing the drums, all I want for Christmas is you, and everyone is confessing your love, I hate Uncle Jamie. Um, Allegra, remember when we used geez. to tell you that these need to be shorter? <laughs> well, these need, this needs to be shorter. There are, there are eight couples there's girl who doesn't speak english and oh my god um, jojen's crush and what? i think we gotta stop doing the voice to text because this is kind of painful so what Everyone i remember um, my pre-watch notes <laughs> state this is the only this is the one movie i feel like i am guaranteed to watch every christmas season mainly because of mom but also because it's a great movie all-star cast I loved Sam when I was little because we were at least, you know, the closest in age I was to <laughs> any, it was the most one, I, it was the one I could relate to the most, um, especially with like the feelings toward the girl. Um, I remember everything about this movie. Also, I hate Uncle Jamie. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, I don't know if we've mentioned this yet, but we did also watch a portion of this movie with our stepbrother Nick. So I do have some Nick quotes that I will sprinkle throughout our conversation. Oh, hell yeah. That is lovely to hear. <laughs> our latchkey step-sib, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> One of the many that we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is the only Liam Neeson movie I've seen that's not an action movie. I mean, probably. I think it's the only Liam Neeson movie I've seen. Maybe. You haven't what? seen Taken? You haven't seen never Star seen Wars? Taken. Oh, yeah, he's quite on Jin Holland. Oh, yeah, duh. Okay, never mind. Yeah. That, I think Quite on Jin is the first Liam Neeson movie. I've oh, yeah, seen. probably. Me too. Yeah. Oh, I can guarantee <laughs> that. Yeah. Oh, this movie. This was the first time I watched through this movie and realized that Colin is kind of an incel <laughs> and, like, creepy. <laughs> Yeah, it took I mean, you until now to realize he's creepy. Well, it's just like having to analyze the movie. Where right. uh, before I was just kind of like, you know, I kind of looked over that storyline most of the time because I'm just like, it just doesn't fit with this movie at all. Like with the rest of it, I don't know. It just seemed the most out of left field. It's the one I hate the most. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> yes, um, because. It's very 2003. The, yeah. The yes. bots had this obsession with like getting some who gives a shit dude and finding the hottest possible babes in existence in Hollywood or whatever and being like, you want to fuck this guy and you all want to be like horny and bisexual with other women, sex scenes, blah, blah, blah. And I hate it. It's so just 
Yeah, it's like the joke is that this actually works or like he actually is right, even though everyone thinks he's stupid. And I'm like, that's not a funny enough of a joke for this to be like. So prevalent. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm sure there are gorgeous, gorgeous women in Wisconsin, but like. No, like, who just, like, totally drops trow over a British accent? Like, they still have eyes. They still have personal taste. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, should we, do you guys want to do your scores first before we dive too much into it? Yeah. All right. Allegra, go first. Nostalgia. Uh, four. All right. Ten. Yeah, baby. Sitability? Seven. Seven. I to hate this movie more, to be honest. Seven? Yeah, for okay. me it was seven. Just And again, it's one of the, it's the curse of seeing it so many times. Yeah, that makes and sense. And because it's pretty long. Like, I always forget it's that. It's pretty long. But it's like yeah. two hours and 15 minutes. So, like, you know, I gave it a seven just because, like, obviously I love this movie. But, like, I was getting kind of bored in places just because I've seen like nothing surprised me about this movie you know yeah I would say like this movie benefits from like already having like a cocktail under your belt or like yeah being a little buzzed or something I was stone cold sober (laughs) (laughs) um a little eggnog some mulled wine I don't know a Christmas a Christmassy drink um, cause I think it makes it a little more fun. I also had a lot of fun watching it. I think because I was watching it with someone who hadn't really seen it before. So that was, I, that added to my enjoyability last night, even I, though I've seen it a billion times. I very much enjoyed being drunk while watching it. I enjoyed Nick being there. For yeah. Commentary. Nick. Yeah. Nick's commentary was definitely definitely it aided. <laughs> I think this movie definitely benefits from like a group watch Mm. experience especially if you've seen it a million times because i think it it like it can chat over it yeah yeah yeah. you're like oh i don't like this storyline and so you you can like turn and like get more Mm. and i will say i will say even though it is over two hours it doesn't feel as long as fred claus did (laughs) no that's true it definitely the, the, the length wasn't as much of a detriment other than just the fact that i You've seen it a million times. Yeah, I've seen it a million times. So I wasn't like checking the time during the movie. I was just like taking note that I'm like, oh, yeah, there's we're like halfway through, you know, like I'm like, (laughs) oh, yeah, Yeah, there's just so much more. That's fair. Um, Appropriate for children. (laughs) A one. I I put a a one as well. A one. There was a, one. a lot of titties. There was so many tits. A lot of titties. And just nudity, a lot of curse words. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's a one. Like, yeah, I think it's a rated R movie, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so many titties. So I don't know. I mean, I just don't know how to get around it. Like, maybe there's room for like one point in there, but like, they do edit out all like. They edit out the entire like lighting standing couple when they show it on TV. <laughs> Yeah, it's not even in the movie. And I, I, I looked it up on in the trivia <clears throat> that even when they cut that out, 
Love Actually is still a two-hour movie. Um, <laughs> and with commercials on live television, it's three hours. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I can't. All right. Imagine. All right. Doesn't hold up. <laughs> I can't imagine. I put a six. I put a seven. Like, there okay. were obviously okay. some detriments to that score, but, like, there's a reason people watch it every year. Yeah. You know? I was expecting this category to be a lot worse. I was expecting yeah, me too. way more problematic things. Yeah. It really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Can I follow? Probability. I put, like, a five and a half. Really? You were confused? I was drunk. <laughs> but yeah I, I shouldn't be penalized for that <laughs> I, I mean we'll talk about it but like I have some thoughts I have okay. questions alright Gray I put an 8 okay thank you thank you I know there I understand that it's probably not perfect there are a lot of moving parts in this movie and I do know there are some like consistency errors here and there too but like okay we can talk about it. We can talk about it. I mean, this must have been a feat to edit. God, honestly. And, like, I think this was, like, the first of its kind mm-hmm. in terms of, like, the, like, the kind of the many different storylines, but they're all kind of related to one another yeah. in some way type of movie. It was originally and, like, supposed so many- to be 14 storylines. That Fuck is <laughs> wild. Instead of Richard eight. Curtis, yeah. what are you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I kind of appreciate the technical skill it did to sort of make this movie happen. Eight couples, so many overlapping storylines, not a lot of time, got to keep interest high. Like, I kind of felt that way about Infinity War, like the first one. Um where it was like, there's like 64 people in this movie, and you have to try to make it feel as if everyone is it's a real cohesive. Parent. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like the technical editing was like I appreciated the same thing. Where I'm like, you must have had so many spreadsheets, and like planning must have been extremely meticulous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, I feel like they did this a lot better than um, he's just not that into you, which I think is the only other movie I can really think of. He's just not that into you. Uh, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve. Those are the only other ones that I can think of. That the holiday, but that's only two that. couples. I think. Yeah, no, that's yeah. That's a normal movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that movie. I just watched it recently. <laughs> I watched it for the first time. I think last Christmas. Oh, really? Season. Yeah. Mm. I haven't seen it since you and I saw it in theaters. Mm. I watched it when Kelly was in town. (laughs) I remember thinking it was quite boring uh, when I saw it, but I also was probably a young little snobby turdling. I was kind of bored. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. But enough about that movie. I want to get back. I want to get into uh, Love Actually. And while Colin is creepy, is he creepier? than Andrew Lincoln. <laughs> uh, yeah, on a scale. Different shades. But I don't know, because Andrew Lincoln... He did, I think he did redeem himself with his approach in, like, letting it out, letting it go, and just being like, I just need to get off my chest now, and, like, and then leaving them be. 
kind of. And he didn't actively pursue her. No, yeah, no it's just really creepy her. that he has that footage. Yes, extremely creepy. Also, why would you label it and like display it on your shelf in your right? home? That seems like a secret like box kind of videotape. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that's like a Joe from you like move yeah. that you keep yeah. in the in the rafters. <laughs> Definitely. I know that recently, or at least last year, there were lots of memes about Rick Grimes uh, in Love Actually. Like, I feel like people were coming down. I feel like there's been a lot of think pieces about, like, this is actually a terrible part of this movie. Like, whatever. He also doesn't like that part of the movie. He doesn't like his (laughs) storyline. I mean, I'm trying to put myself in 18-year-old Keira Knightley's shoes, where I'm like, oh, I just got married, and, like, my... My husband's best friend doesn't like me, but I'm hoping I can get some footage. And it's all like hyper close ups of me. Like, that is a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Them watching that tape together is could be read as horror. And I'm like, so, so I'm trying to imagine, like, cue cards, say it's carolers. I'd be like, this feels murdery. <laughs> maybe I would still be like, give him a chance. And then he's like, Listen, I don't expect anything. I just want you to know, like, I really like you. Okay, I'm sorry. Goodbye. I would be like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm still alive. I'm not murdered. But, um, I appreciate that he's, like, not expecting anything from me because I literally just married his best friend. Mm-hmm. But also, he doesn't know me. He clearly thinks I'm beautiful and likes the idea of me, but he's, like, avoided me and never actually spent time with me enough to get to know me. So it's well, we don't like know if they've like done things thing. together. He's just always the way I took it is he's just always been like cold and standoffish because he doesn't like you know he, Want like he to said betray it's, his true feelings. Yeah, because like he said, it's a self preservation thing. Like I got the feeling that because it's his best friend, like they've spent time together, he's just always kind of like come across as like cold. And not that he's, like, literally avoided her at every junction and, like, hardly even met the girl. I just think that he, you know, in her opinion, like, yeah, you never talk to me. Like, you know, like, you don't, you know, like, try to engage with me. But, like, it doesn't mean he he doesn't know things about her. Well, apparently he knows a lot about her. (laughs) He probably knows more about her than she knows he knows about her. I'm just like, what What should? What was the right thing to do in this situation? If you catch feelings for your buddy's girlfriend, like... I think you get a therapist and you talk about it with them and then you process those feelings and you don't tell anybody. Yeah, like... Like, I feel I would like tell, it's... Like, I would... I mean, agreed, but I would also... I think I would tell the friend. I would tell my friend. Question, and just, but like... you, though? But in the same kind of light as like... Like how he told Keira Knightley where it's like, I'm saying this to get it off my chest and then I want to leave it be. But yeah, I would. I would be like, like, you know, apologetic, obviously. And then, but be like, yeah, like, I'm sorry. Like, that's why I've been cold towards her and all that. It's like, because I just don't want, you know, and, and then be like, you know, I'm working on it with the therapist. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah, I would... I would be forthright with at least my best friend if it's my best friend. It's just that's a weird situation. Like in Friends, they make it seem as if Chandler should have told Joey right away. 
And I'm just like, I feel like it. It's I don't know. I feel like, rift. yeah, I feel like that's like, it's going to make things weird and it's not going to change anything or I don't know. I think it's going to like, it's definitely going to change your friendship, but I guess, I don't know. Um, I guess it also depends on the friend. Like what if yeah. the friend gets like weird about it and he's like, okay, well, I don't know how to feel about that. That now that you've told me now I don't trust you. I don't know. I mean, it's I important. don't know, but like what's important is like try to nip that in the bud. Like just like if you start having feelings for your friend's significant other, try to just like move on as m- quickly as possible. Yeah. The longer you let it go on, you're suddenly taking video tapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it makes things more uncomfortable. <laughs> like, and yeah. 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 Also, I don't like Keira Knightley. Why? Why the kiss? Why the kiss after that? I don't get that. That's no. He should not be kissed for that. I mean, even if it was pity, it's like that's not going to help him get over you. No, no. Unless she's a Scorpio and just loves the attention. (laughs) Who knows, man? Also, I did want to call out because I think we might be wrapping down, wrapping up like this storyline, but um. We as soon as like the video, like her discovering the video scene started happening, Nick just really started like amping up what was about to happen. He's like, oh, my God, get ready. You're in for you're about to see one of the most cinematic emotional walks of all time. (laughs) And And I know he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. (laughs) Dido, as soon as he leaves the apartment. Oh, my God. Dido clicks on he's like kind of like like struggling he's like should i go back i don't know should i keep walking Uh, and then he's dramatically zips up his sweater and like walks away and then he has a little like like crouching down moment it's it's great work from Randrew lincoln it's not that song Uh, well all i know (laughs) is that like when we went to the uk that same november 03 we had a rental car for like two weeks or something, but mom only got one CD. Yeah, it was a Dido CD. <laughs> and, yeah, and it was Dido. But I, I did, yeah. when that scene came on, I'm like, wow, Dido in a British love. I was like, could it be a more fitting song for a British yeah. love story from 2003? Like, exactly. I'm like the stars aligned <laughs> for this moment to happen. <laughs> one more thing before we move on from this uh this storyline, Kira Knightley's wedding dress was so gross. Yeah, <laughs> and so her dumb. weird like fascinator thing in her yeah. hair. She looked yeah. like she All she the- got tarred and feathered by no, Kevin no, McAllister before getting into her <laughs> wedding venue. I think that's one of my notes is that Kira Knightley's is the stupid dress. I think it's stupid. <laughs> it looks like muppety. It's a bad dress. Also, yeah. why did Laura Linney wear a beanie to her wedding? Oh my God, Laura Linney's whole choice. fashion was horrible. <laughs> the butterfly right. brooches, fucking, oh. ugh, yeah, it was so gross. Great. Would you? Are you pro or against being surprised with a Beatles song being played to you by like a little orchestra? If it if it after. turned out, I would be stoked. What are you talking about? I'd be stoked. <laughs> <laughs> Look who you're talking to. 
I hey, I'm just taking a poll here. Like, Meg and I, <laughs> Meg and I might do our first dance to a Beatles song. Oh yeah, Aww, which one? Helter Skelter. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so romantic. Uh, we might. It might something. Oh, okay. Oh, that's perfect. Oh my god, I love when I took my Beatles uh, music class. Um, I thought it was like the funniest shit in the world. Where like George Harrison had written some songs that like made it on the albums, but they were always like criticized or at least like the critics always said like okay but it's not as good as Lennon McCartney and when something came out they were like that Lennon McCartney did it again one of the greatest <laughs> love songs of all time Lennon McCartney yeah uh, uh, Frank Sinatra called something the greatest love song ever written so there's high praise there um, anyways going on um, dude his own brother Oh, Colin Fur. Not only, you know, I'd be mad at my girlfriend, I would never speak to my brother again. Yeah, that's a fucking shitty ass move, dude. Yeah, I was. What the fuck? I was drunk and I turned to Nick and I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, oh, wasn't planning on it. I was like, did you just say that because he has a brother? And I'm like, yes. Yeah, that was so fucked. But so I, fucked. A I, naked big boy. Like you're not a real person. Who wrote this woman's dialogue? Yeah, yeah seriously. Oh my I god. I want to have you at least twice before Jamie gets home. I'm like twice. <laughs> How much time does he have? Clearly uh, more than she thought. Um, that is also one of my favorite storylines, but definitely not my favorite. Yeah, this one is definitely one of my faves. I think it's one of the best ones because it has such a good, like, climax. Yeah. When he's like, he's like, he's learning how to speak Portuguese. He's flying to go meet her. He, like, meets his family. The whole town gets swept up in it. And he finally sees her at the restaurant and... Turns out she's also been learning English, and I like cry every time. It's it's pretty furthy. It's like he's adorable, like it's in that like bumbling British way. But like they have good chemistry, even if they yeah. don't have like the language to communicate yeah. it. I, it's definitely one of the stronger ones. Like if it weren't for the fat phobia, it might be perfect. Yeah, Allegra did. I when we were at the cottage, Allegra was. I believe in their love. She's like, she, she was on board for it. I'm like, they've only known each other for five weeks and are getting married. And he had just been brutally scorned by a woman he loved. So I'm not sure about his mental state. Yeah. But I'm like, the marriage seems like a big leap, but like, I, I thought the same thing, but okay. I would, I would marry Colin Firth just for that cottage. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I think my I my favorite my favorite storyline is Billy and his manager. Yes, <laughs> Bill Nye is so fucking good. Yes, I, I think he was movie. so every I, scene. I loved every scene. I just like when he was on the TV us. show. When he was on the TV show, the two hosts were just mortified by anything he would say. Like yes. before he said and it, they're just like when they're just like looking at each other and at the camera, like. What does he have to say? Yeah. 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 I like 
in 2021 eyes, in like a post-Trump world, I'm like, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that this is working for people. <laughs> like yes. people are like, yeah, we'll get your garbage song to number one. We love you, Billy. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I wrote down several times I love Bill Nye. <laughs> yeah. I love like children. Don't buy drugs. <laughs> Become a pop star, and they give you them for free. Oh, like, oh you're incorrigible, Billy. <laughs> yeah, he was perfect. Him and his manager, I just loved it. My and I second love favorite their love story. Like, yeah, what a beautiful Bros. like a bro story. They've been together on this long journey of him becoming a star. They both made lots of money together but they've been the two constants in each other's lives for decades he saw billy get over heroin <laughs> <laughs> um my second favorite storyline is martin freeman um just because oh, yeah. i love the dynamic of him them being so awkward and like him being really, you know, like uncertain and small talk while naked. Well, it's not. Yeah. The small talk, but also just like him being super shy when, you know, mm. she's sitting on his face. Like, I just, I just loved it. It was for me, peak comedy that he was like, um, you know, if, if you want, I'm not pressuring anything. And she's like fake blowing him. While, like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to put you in an awkward situation. Yeah. Like totally up to you. Ball is in your court. Yeah. yeah. I thought they yeah. had, they had the second best chemistry after Firth and Aurelia. Aurelia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were so cute. What is with the fat shaming of Natalie? So much fat phobia in like what is with that what is what is with that like i'm like first of all she is obviously not fat like in any way and like is maybe that's the joke but like it's still like but why is that the joke why is that the running gag and she's She's like, my family calls me Thunder Thighs. And I'm like, fuck your family, Jesus. I don't understand. Yeah, the dad was like, yeah, Plumpy will be right down or whatever. Oh. And even even in in the workplace, the other woman is like, oh, you're talking about the chubby girl? And it's like, oh. And even Hugh Grant's like, oh, would we call her chubby? But also, like, why would you ever refer to a co-worker as chubby as like, the chubby girl. one yeah dude as the chubby girl like, like what this pisses me off so much because like the fat phobia is like a real thing that causes a lot of damage and like most people will say like people who have really struggled with uh body issues will say like they get it the most from their family yeah. it affects your ability to get work like this is ah it's just so blatant and tone deaf and i'm just like i hate it and I didn't love the prime minister story for many reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it just didn't uh, make a lot quote. of sense. Like, what was the point of the whole, like, president of the United States, like, standing up to it? Like, it was just, like, it just felt so weird and needless with the whole, like, Harry Potter, the Beatles, David Beckham's right foot, David Beckham's left. Like, it was a funny speech, don't get me wrong, but, like, the, the point of it had little to nothing to do with, with anything, I felt like. The movie has 
such a weird obsession. And I guess it was like technically his way of like, it was weird because you would think it's like he, this happened because he saw Billy Bob Thornton like sexually harassing Natalie. So yeah. it like inspired him to stand up to him. But then he like transfers her away. And I'm like, why is she being punished for being like harassed in the workplace? By yeah, it was poor timing. United States. I think and he, you know, I think he did that because he was like, I can't like, I'm too obsessed with her. Like I can't keep interacting with her. And maybe that right. just, so like, but I do think the optics and definitely how she took it was like, she was being punished for it. And then she, like, in her Christmas card is the one apologizing to him. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry for what happened. I'm like, that is not your fault, Natalie. Yeah, it's not your fault. 100% Billy Bob Thornton's fault. And speaking fault. of also- sexual harassment with the president, what did Billy Bob Thornton even mean when he said, look at those pipes? What are what are pipes? What are the pipes? I thought I thought like her singing voice. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm like. I think it means her legs. Are those her legs? Are those her boobs? Like I don't get it, because I've never heard. Look at those pipes. The only time I hear someone say that is yeah, like Allegra said, referring to a singing voice. And you don't say look. You say listen to the pipes, or like he's got pipes. You don't say like, oh man, I'd like to look at those. Bury my face in those pipes or whatever. Like I don't know. So there, I heard a statistic recently that sixty percent of men will avoid working with women in the workplace because they fear being accused of sexual harassment, which also inhibits women's ability to uh, career growth. And so when he transfers her i'm like fuck you yeah like, you don't sexually harass her if, yeah like if you're attracted this to her this is a you problem like, not a her problem just, yeah no don't it's seriously it. that was one thing i was like i'm like it's so funny there's the whole like uh trend on tiktok where people are saying like uh resisting the masculine urge to and then it's like something clearly like not like one thing i saw was like me resisting the masculine urge to defend Jake Gyllenhaal for no reason. And it's like after the Taylor Swift thing. But like, and so I, w- I wanted to say like, Q Grant resisting the masculine urge to just be a Gen Xer harassing women in the workplace. <laughs> this movie has such a weird obsession with the US. It's like, I don't know if, all right, it's 2003, the British are helping the US invade Iraq. Um, there's a 9-11 reference and I'm just like I feel like some the director has some weird like emasculation idea that the UK is being emasculated by the US and like that's why Hugh Grant had to like stand I, up I think, to the bullies. I think it's just because like I'm pretty sure that's how the relationship was with George W. Bush mm. that they did feel like they were take like we were taking advantage of them all the time I read it in it the trivia um okay um and so you know like the the prime minister of the time i think it was tony blair and i think once he left office he kind of said like you know it would have been really nice to have a love actually moment like that but unlike movies i have to deal with the consequences of tomorrow and the next day and a year from now and so like he's like yeah as much as i wish i could have done that obviously i couldn't kind of deal so like i think it was it was more of like you know like like uh what's the word like like fan fiction of like yeah uk kind of taking back some of its dignity 
Um, at least in that storyline. But also, like, 9-11 was kind of a global thing. I mean, it happened on U.S. soil, but, like, kind of affected everyone. I mean, airports, yeah. for instance, are shit now. Forever changed. Yeah. God, <laughs> I mean, okay, I, just... I wish. I think I said this during Home Alone, but I wish I was able to travel by air in, like, the golden age of plane travel, which is, like, <laughs> 60s, 70s, 80s, and even 90s, I think, where, like, you could just walk up to the gate and seats were bigger and it wasn't so Everyone shitty was with TSA. <laughs> yeah, and you could just smoke and, you know, ash it in your kids' ginger ale, you know, the good years. I just saw a Twitter thread about people like happy that smoking sections are no longer a thing on airplanes because they're like, oh yeah, thank you for having a smoking section on a fucking airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I did forget but, about that part. So like, I, I'm I'm happy I'm not traveling by air with that happening because that would make me <laughs> fucking vomit. But I just, still, I thought that it came off very fan fictiony. Very like a little lame, being like we're cool too. US. Yeah, I, I agree. The only cool one, but it's like yeah, I'm like uh, if Billy Bob is supposed to be uh, George Bush right now, like the George Bush administration is vindictive and petty. Like look at his VP. If you would like publicly <laughs> shat on the U.S. like that, they would have like punished him. He would have like punished in some way. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was strange. Also, I feel like. The Hugh Grant and Natalie relationship is just kind of half-baked. Like, we don't really yeah. see anything develop. It's just he has a crush on her. I guess, like, they have a crush on each other. And then it just, like, culminates at the end, I guess. Which is, like, I mean, I'm sure, fair, whatever. Like, but. I think that she is very cute. I think Natalie is adorable. I love how she has no filter and a potty mouth. And you know, I'm also wondering really if it's supposed to be she's kind of, like, the your name, like, self-insert. Like, if she's supposed to be, like, the quote-unquote chubby one, the, like, non-conventional... Mm leading woman quote unquote she's a beautiful beautiful lady like it who is like i don't know whatever but if she if everyone is telling us that she is not conventionally attractive or like what like men are normally attracted to or whatever i'm wondering if there's also supposed to be some like wish fulfillment of like oh he likes her for her quirky personality where she's like nervous and swears at him and like whatever well then what like, is part that just also sounds like laura linney's storyline which i should say if we're talking about sexual harassment alan rickman <laughs> alan rickman runs an oh. office that is an hr fucking nightmare <laughs> i want to get into Hang it on. before me, we, we gotta on. close up hugh grant before we move on i just want to maybe close i don't know if you're done i have one thought okay you have one thought and i have a nick quote that can close us okay <laughs> My, only, my last thing about how, like, this movie is clearly fan fiction because, like, government and political positions don't work like this. If he's an unmarried prime minister and he is caught making out with head of catering, like, that's a scandal. Yeah. Like, yes. People would cheer. Yeah. People, like, people whipping out their cameras and taking photos. Yes. People cheering. I'm like, why? <laughs> this is the prime minister and he is 
hooking up with one of his staff at a children's elementary school <laughs> <Yeah>. Christmas <laughs> performance. Like, not only did he like like make a poor dent in US UK relations, he's doing this. This guy is voted out yesterday. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, and to close us out. Uh, Nick said, this movie taught me what a prime minister was. <laughs> <laughs> and what knowledge is that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess just like the, the basically the president equivalent of the UK. He didn't elaborate further. <laughs> gotcha. That's hilarious. Okay, but no, I need to get like the Alan Rickman just like talking to Laura Linney in the beginning not something you should be speaking with your employee about. Oh, no. I wrote that down, too. <laughs> but? Yeah, like, encouraging an inter-office romance yes. seems like an HR violation. And I, Carl, so first of all. Carl is hot as fuck. Let's just get that oh out of the God. way. Oh, my God. Carl is so hot. So like, Do hot. I blame Ozark Mom for being in love with Carla? Carl? No. Carl? No. <laughs> um, but Alan Rickman being like, you're in love with him and you should go for it. I'd be like, if my boss knew this much about my like sexual fantasies, I would shit myself. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, had a, I had a boss. So like I started dating a coworker and my boss was like, Ooh, so exciting. La la la. But it was like after we had started like official and I told him and he was just being like, good for you. If he had been like, you got Fuck him. You gotta go after it. You gotta get in his gut. I, I would have, I know I'm, I'm being hyperbolic. Alan Rickman didn't say get in his gut. But like, so, 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 so uncomfortable and weird and like a, definitely like a weird power imbalance boundary crossing. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was like, it was like, it was also like, I'm tired of just watching you pine. So do something about that. Like, like you nosy bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You air sign. And I mean, enough about that. Let's talk about Alan Rickman. Oh, like again, yeah. the receptionist HR nightmare. Oh. Um, you know, obviously he is no saint, but at least he's not like spreading his legs in the office. Literally. <laughs> And then, and then planning a party and hosting a party at like a nude gallery. (laughs) Yes. We were talking about that too when that was happening. Literally, who was on the phone while there were giant titties with Santa hats? Andrew Lincoln is the, he works at the gallery. I know, but I'm just like, what? No. (laughs) What? What We're having your office Christmas party at like a naughty Christmas art gallery is a weird choice. Why was the receptionist wearing devil horns at yes. the Christmas Why? party? <laughs> Why? That's how you know she's bad. And I'm like, his wife is right there. Yeah. <laughs> you oh can see God. his wife. And it's, she's like whispering in his ear while they're dancing. Like, yeah, it's dude. all for you. Like, and, while Emma Thompson can see you right there, right in front of her salad. Like, and I mean, what are you okay. doing? And let's just say, like, another thing where it's like Emma Thompson is right there. Why would you go shopping for your mistress with your wife? With your wife. Like that's on you, man. That's a hundred percent on you. And thank God Mr. Bean tried his darndest. To Mr. Guardian st- Angel of this movie. Yeah. Yes. To stick a wrench in it. He was actually supposed yeah. to be an angel and disappear yeah. at the airport after walking away. <laughs> 
from Alan Rickman. <laughs> oh, that would have been um, hilarious. So I follow a uh, a girl on TikTok who works at a jewelry store. Like she helps people pick out things, and like ninety nine percent of her videos are men trying to be slick by buying jewelry for their mistresses, oh essentially. And so many dudes are like, I would like two of the same thing, but in different sizes. Like that's how they think that they can avoid this situation where it's like, well, I'll buy two gold necklaces. That way, if the wife finds one, it's not suspicious when I give it to so her later. So they've basically been taking notes from this movie. <laughs> yeah. They were like, <laughs> we can't, they, this movie and Degrassi, they're like, no, no, no. You have to buy the same gift. <laughs> oh my oh, God. Boy. So fucking oh, boy. stupid. Uh, another one of my favorite storylines is the love between Liam Neeson and Sam. Oh, yeah. It's just so Weird cute. Weird reveal. Weird reveal that he's a stepdad at the end. It wasn't a yeah. reveal. I don't... Was it a reveal? Oh. I don't know. I don't know because I just have always known that. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, because he calls him like Daniel. He... I thought it was always pretty and when he was talking yeah. to Emma Thompson in the beginning I'm pretty sure he says something of like Oh okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's still a beautiful relationship. Yes. Yeah. And I, I it do was like so it's cute. just like love is is all around us. Um <laughs> actually. Even it uh, actually. <laughs> um even if you're not blood related, like he's still a good dad. Yeah. Yeah. They're just bros. I thought <laughs> They're that just bros. He, <laughs> okay, when Alan Rickman we watched Titanic, <laughs> when Emma Thompson caught Alan Rickman in a lie, I thought the movie was going to end with Liam Neeson and Emma Thompson hooking up, and instead, and said it was Claudia Schiffer. Karen, yeah, Carol oh, yeah. was played by Claudia Schiffer, who he kept no, mentioning. I know. Holland mentioned Holland explained the joke to me because obviously I didn't know who that person was. <laughs> but I was like, but it to me it just makes the Alan Rickman Emma Thompson storyline feel kind of like weird and unsettled and like they're still together. That's the point. Later. I think that's the point. I know, but it it still doesn't feel very satisfying to be like I'm gonna work on things and we can overcome this. It kind of just she just seems kind of upset and he's kind of a chud. That's and then the they point. Just leave it there. Yeah. Oh. I mean, also the Carl Laura Linney thing also like is so unsatisfying. <laughs> I feel like they did that better though. I feel like yeah. if you're going to say like not every single love works out, I totally support that. But with Ozark, um, Laura Linney, she is like, hey, I have this responsibility in my life. I know it interrupts my love life, but it's the most important thing to me. And I'm just going to have to wait until I find a love who is okay with that. And I'm like, Carl, step the fuck up. But, you know, <laughs> he seemed to be okay with on. it, I think. And then I think that they I don't know. I would have loved a moment where she is very explicitly like, I think you're hot and I want your bones. But like, I'm not going to change. Yeah, my I think the, I think that she also she didn't communicate that very well. Yes, that's kind of how I perceived it. It's like it's yeah, it's. I think it's it's hard for Carl to step up when she doesn't explicitly say that and set those boundaries, yes. or at least just like let him know what her boundaries are. And I also think she could do to set some boundaries in her own life yes. with her brother as well. And I think that was that's like the whole point of how this thing like kind of falls apart and why it's so sad because it's like. It could work, but neither of you are like communicating, communicating properly. Yeah. And 
it's like ah that sucks <laughs> one thing so back back stronger. to the alan rickman i mean sorry back to the liam neeson storyline real quick because i i just had to say it even though it's really early in the movie and it's only like maybe two minutes long the funeral scene just Ugh. fucking just i cried like yeah i, I cried and i'm it's like rough. and the scene's already over and like it, it makes me cry every single time because it is just heart-wrenching mm-hmm. to me, at And least. he's, like, dealing with that while still, like, trying to be there for his stepson and yeah. help him through not only the loss of his mother but, like, this new, like, love in his life and don't love that he has a crush on a girl with the same name as his mom that was also like a weird detail okay that's yeah it is a weird detail to add in a movie (laughs) but like i guess it's coincidental you know in real life like i know i know that's the thing that happens in real life but this is a fake movie and you didn't yeah you could have have changed that that. and it was such an insignificant (laughs) detail too yeah it's like Like it didn't need to be in there at all i forgot about that part I'm like I didn't need I like I didn't doubt that the little boy loved his mom. So like what what is yeah. is that what you were trying to communicate? <laughs> it's weird. Um, I couldn't tell if Emma Joanna. Thompson was god awful at consoling Neeson, Liam Neeson, or somehow good and like what he needed. But she was horrible at consoling Liam Neeson. <laughs> I she was a bit rough. Yeah, she's like, but maybe it's, but I mean, I think it, they could have done a better job of conveying like, well, maybe that's what he wants because everyone else is treating him like with kid gloves. And she's just like, you know what? I, I'm here. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. And it's like refreshing, but that wasn't really, like at least it wasn't really laid out like that, but I don't know. <laughs> at least show him chuckling at her advice. Yeah. 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 Instead, it's just like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, especially like even in the beginning, she's like, "I'm really sorry about your dead wife, but I gotta go." It's like, okay, Emma Thompson. <laughs> Emma Thompson though is also phenomenal in this yeah. movie. So the Joni good. Mitchell scene. That the Joni, Joni Mitchell scene Mitchell also scene. hit me. I, it makes me so cry hard. every time. So it makes hard. me cry every time. Her just oh. like crying in her room, playing the music that she thought was going to be a necklace. And then she just has to like put it, like kind of get herself together to take the kids to the Christmas thing. Babe, it was an ugly necklace. Yeah, it was, it was an, an ugly, ugly necklace. Yes, necklace. absolutely it was. was. <laughs> Do here's a hot tip: unless a girl tells you she likes heart shaped jewelry, don't, don't buy heart shaped jewelry. Oh, I yeah, that's something Not I've I've heart. learned just through movies, TV, and mother mother in my life i was gonna say women in my life i'm like it's pretty much all mom like having mother in my life (laughs) i do i do know women who like heart-shaped jewelry and that's cool and very valid but like it if you're not positive yeah that they like it kind of tacky don't do it yeah it's it's seen as just like, like on the nose of like I, love I have you. love feelings for you. Can't you tell? This is a heart. Like, um, you would be my Valentine. Like one thing I've it's learned. It's very middle school Valentine. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> one thing I've learned through being with Meg for almost five years is she really likes mushrooms. Like the shape. So I'm like, okay, uh-huh. I'll get her like mushroom jewelry. Except she gets plenty of it on her own. 
so I don't yeah. technically need to, but it's like, that's a shape I know she likes. It's a design I know she <laughs> likes. So I'll get her like clothing with it or, or like jewelry where it's like cute little, you know, ceramic painted mushrooms. But oh, cool. I know she doesn't wear heart jewelry, so I'm not going to get her heart jewelry. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Know your girl's <laughs> preference. Yeah. You got to listen, man. Men, you got or women, you, you gotta, gotta listen. listen, and you gotta open your eyes. Just pay attention. Yeah. Just like be a little observant. Women are not a monolith. You gotta or know what girls. You can ask them. Yeah. You can ask them what they like. Some girls like square cut. Some girls hate square cut. There's oval. There's diamond. There's teardrop. There's mushroom. I don't think it ruins the surprise when you've asked for some notes. Yes. <laughs> you know? You know? I, I've had so many friends get engaged in the past few years, and every single one of them are like, I told him what I liked. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy. Um, or, or her. Can't we talk about the, the preteen boy backup dancers at the Christmas show? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, this was the first time I noticed it, and it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Outright outrageous. Like, I don't even know. I don't think I noticed. Are these boys considered cool or lame or both at this school? (laughs) What do you think? Is everybody a part of this performance just doing it for her? Does every boy in school want her to notice? That's how I felt. The first time. So because this is the first time I ever watched any part of Lug Actually. It started here at this performance of All I Want for Christmas is You. Uh-huh. And I got the impression that he was not the only boy in love with her. And mm. everyone had gotten a part in this. <laughs> everyone had like been like, oh, damn, the band is like taken. I guess I'll be her backup dancer. <laughs> like, <laughs> she'll really think she'll I'm cool now. She'll see how hard I'm working to make her performance brilliant. <laughs> like... <laughs> I'm going to wear a backwards visor and, like, <laughs> dance with her. Britney Spears <laughs> married her backup dancer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just thought that was funny. Um, uh, I'm just looking at my notes, and, like, I love that Liam is, like, open-minded about Jojen's possible sexuality. He's like, who's the girl you like? Or boy. Yeah. Yes. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Um, no, Hugh Grant, Mrs. Thatcher is not a saucy minx. <laughs> and I don't think she would appreciate that description. Once again, I think that's the joke. No, I know. Were this there movie- any storylines we didn't talk about? Um, Colin. We didn't really talk sex. about Colin Firth too much. I, one true. thing I wanted to point out. When he jumps in the pond, he's not even trying to get the papers. No, not even trying to get the pages, but she is. And yeah. he just keeps putting that dirty water in his mouth. That's all he was doing <laughs> in that pond, which was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, bro, why are you writing on a typewriter? Like, get over uh, it. <laughs> right? I just Googled how to say no in Portuguese, and it's now. No, it's, it's no. no. No in Portuguese is no. So if she's like ripping her clothes off, say no. Just keep saying no. <laughs> Being like, it's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, I never realized quite how cringy, just how cringy the Milwaukee bar scene was. And yeah. it that scene, toe-to-toe with any other, any scene in Fred Claus, I think it's still cringier than than any scene in Fred Claus. 
any one scene. Well, yeah, Fred Claus was more boring than cringy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) True. I just felt genuine discomfort during that scene. The entire storyline is just unnecessary. I'm like, there were originally how many? 16 couples? What did you say? 14? 14. And this is one storyline that still, like, made the final cut. Really? Yeah. Really? Wish they I don't think it was funny enough to Wisconsin. justify. Also, listen, I do believe there are gorgeous people in Wisconsin. I do believe that there are pod polyamorous <laughs> <laughs> women who are into British chuds. Fine. Fine. I'm not shaming that this could technically be a possibility <laughs> in the world. But, like, it's so over the top. It's so overdone. It's so extremely blatant fan fiction-y. And I think the only thing that maybe would have redeemed the bar scene for me is if they all had thick Wisconsin accents. <laughs> that would have been so great. I don't think British people and, know what a Wisconsin accent sounds like, so... You know. Well, January Jones might, and I wanted them all to be like cheeseheads. I mean, January Jones is from like one of the Dakotas, so she's not that far off. Yeah, she, she should have leaned into her probably natural accent. Um, <laughs> Especially when they're making fun of his accent. Yeah. It would have yeah. been so funny if they're like, oh, you talk so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because they wouldn't say bottle, they'd say like bottle. Like, oh, you want some yeah. pop? <laughs> um. Table. Yeah, <laughs> I have a, a couple a couple things of trivia regarding them that we can get to, but one of them that isn't as significant is that two of those girls aren't even American born. One's really? from yeah, one's from Canada, and the other one I think okay. is like South American or something like crazy, like either South America or like Eastern Europe. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> Just another Two very similar continents. Yeah, another, uh, but it was another continent completely. That's all I know. Um, um, eight I is a lot of legs, around. David. I love that octopus. <laughs> We're here. A little, a little detail I noticed this time around when Hugh Grant is knocking on doors. First of all, bodyguard straight slaying it with the caroling. Oh but, my god, the caroling! Yes. Um, when. When he gets out of his car and he's knocking on doors, the first door he knocks on has the uh, house number of one. And uh-huh. then you see it, it goes like one. And then I think the first, like this, the, the little girls are like 56. And then the receptionist is like 101 or mm-hmm. something. So I'm pretty sure Natalie's house was like 102, which like, you know, isn't explicit, but it kind of gives you like, oh shit, yeah, he's look, he's going down every single house and like you know uh-huh. he, he went through a hundred houses so that's a to little a little her. detail i found yeah. watching this time I through i did think it was funny he drove up and he's like oh my god it's the longest street in the world. yes i <laughs> loved that that was so funny um i'm just reading through my notes to see if there's anything else i want to mention but um i think the first time i ever tried to sit down and watch this movie from the beginning um i never got to the alan rickman part like I told Holland when I, I had become new content, but I remember as a child, I was thinking everyone in this movie is fucking hideous. <laughs> I thought I was like, what? Everyone is so ugly and hideous and unattractive and are wearing bad clothing. Like, I don't know. 
something about childhood Allegra's brain who I was it like. It wasn't a cartoon, so. I was just like, <laughs> no one here is fuckable. I don't know. No one here looks, looks like Danny Phantom. I want out. <laughs> um, yeah. The one, the one last note, yeah, the one last note I want to say is there is no way in a post-9-11 world that Sam wouldn't be detained. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love the run through the airport it. scene. I love it's it. It's iconic. Um, but you are correct. Like, <laughs> it's way too close to 9-11 for him to not have any ramifications. Yeah, like life. a taser in the back or like. Yeah. Also, I feel like they wouldn't let Joanna like come through and be like, I'm yeah. gonna give you a kiss on the cheek and then go back again. Oh my yeah. god! Once doors are closed, doors are closed, right? Like that's like a, a yes. regulation at <laughs> the yes, airport. Yes, it is. And it's like also he had to run so far to get to her gate. You're telling me she walked through all of that and all the way back. The rest of that plane is pissed. Yeah, yeah. Furious <laughs> how long takeoff is taking. <laughs> um. And then, okay, so my final Nick note was about the VHS, the Keira Knightley VHS, and he just said, it's funny how they do slow-mo shots on the VHS, which you, you can't do. It's <laughs> <laughs> just some filmmaking commentary from Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah, do we have any other Nick quotes? Those are the only Nick. That's the last one that I had. Oh, it was a great time. <laughs> great time watching this with Nicholas. Yeah, he didn't start it or end it. He did like the opposite of what your previous experience yeah. was, where he missed the beginning and he missed the end, but he joined us for like the middle chunk of the movie. I'm so grateful we got him for the walking scene. Yeah. He was our yeah. own saint. He Nicholas. was like a hype man for that, like Andrew Lincoln, like walking scene. <laughs> <laughs> He's our little Saint Nick. Fitting to have him on a fala la la latchkey uh, viewing. <laughs> um, but okay, so I am. What are your. What's your. Can we follow? Is it really that confusing that it's a 5.5? Like, uh, I feel like we've talked through the storylines. Like, what are you still confused about? Are you really that confused? I feel like we can. We generally know, like where every storyline kind of ebbs and flows and nets out. I understand there's some confusion with like prime minister, Hugh Grant story things, but is that the only one that's really bringing it down to a 5.5? No, this has been helpful. The conversation has been helpful. Cause I was intoxicated. Um, and I just felt like I get that if these were all like short stories, you know, like quick little snacks of stories um i think it was just i got really confused around like what to expect or how are these supposed to really be concluded because like colin firth uh storyline extremely like clear conclusion alan rickman emma thompson less so yeah um rick grimes Kira knightley also a little muddled i was like i don't know this is my first real run through and i'd seen the end so many times that i was like Clearly, this is all paying off somehow, <laughs> but I don't know if I, it was just satisfying to me, but I do agree that, like, I do feel like I get it. I get okay. It. Points, okay. Points are, have been added. And then sit through ability still just we're still hanging out of seven. I'm going to bump it up because Nick was so fun. That walking scene definitely was was a, a good time bumping up enjoyability. And, like, I, I understand, Gray, that you've seen it a million times, but, like... 
you still like you still cried multiple times. This movie still I cried has once. a grip on you. And you could you said you cried at the funeral and you cried at another part I can't remember. Right no, now. I said the, the Joni the Joni Mitchell scene. I didn't cry, but it, I said it, oh, it, okay. it definitely grabbed me by the heart. And Bill Nye is just a freaking delight throughout. Yeah. Like, I mean, okay. I don't know. Yeah, you're Seven, right. Like, it's like a C. All right. Um, uh, um, right. Let's run I'm through our, arguing. let's run through our final scores. Um, nostalgia. I'm keeping at a 10. I don't think I can go higher than a four. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, sit through I'm ability, I've bumped up from a seven to an eight. Okay, also to an eight. Okay. Um, appropriate for children, I have not changed. It's still a one. <laughs> still one. I understand, but it's just bumming it out. <laughs> Does it hold up? I'm keeping at a seven. I bumped up to a seven. Okay. Wait, it was already a seven. Does it hold up? Mine was a mine. Hold up was a six. Oh, I must have did it done it wrong. Okay, um, and then can I follow? I'm keeping at an eight. I bumped up to a seven. Okay. All right. Honestly, actually, I might bump nostalgia up to a five, if I'm thinking in my deep-hearted hearts, because we were in the UK at that exact there you go same time. Yeah, and it was like, oh my god. We, yeah. yeah, we were there during that time period. It was yeah. just kind of funny. That was the first time we ever went. Yeah. So Love Actually's London was like the first London that we was ever our London. experienced. So. And so okay, cool. I, I want to give a bonus point to Bill Nighy getting naked and singing on stage. <laughs> Great. Um, I guess a bonus point the walk scene with Dido. Yeah. Since that's really where I derived the most joy. It's powerful. Yeah. It's iconic. <laughs> All right. Well, the final score. And now remember, this is purely because of the appropriate for children. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out to a 64. All right. Holland's lowest score to date, probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So it beat out Fred Claus, beat Fred Claus. Four Christmases. <laughs> Teach rate my homework, um, and Grease too. <laughs> <laughs> it it's, feels like it deserves more points. It does. I will but be quite honest. It's just because that, it's I get it. it, because remember it's this isn't. Is it a good movie? This isn't Rotten Tomatoes. This isn't you know a Cinema Score. This is. Is it appropriate for children? <laughs> no. no. We're gonna come across these it, movies that are really good movies that we've seen that should not have been shown to us as kids. As children. That's like part of the whole conceit of the show. This movie is riddled in tits. Yeah. This like movie, I under I understand. I am not bitter about it. I get it. This movie is obsessed with the itty bitty titty committee. There's swearing and there's so many boobs. So I get it. And on a, and a stripping naked man too. We don't really see anything, but like that also ha like I get it. I get it. I get it. I, but I will say, I will not be opposed if to like have this on at Christmas time. Like, I'm not opposed. I'm, I'm down Great. to see it again. We've won her over. I, hey, I Allegra. Kind of well, it's to gonna happen whether you are okay with it or not because we're gonna yeah. spend Christmas at mom's house and she's gonna fucking watch it. Unless she's already watching it for Thanksgiving, which apparently is what she. Does I mean, who knows? It could happen again. We yeah, don't know. Yeah, it could happen again. Mark falls asleep. All right, Grey, do you have any? 
<laughs> do you have any trivia for us? I do. Any more, I should say. Um, so, yeah, released November 14th, 03. Budget, which was weird. It was a, like a scale. I don't think I've seen this before, but it was between 40 to 45 million. I guess there was no set it's number. Cheaper than I thought. Interesting. Box office, 246.8 million. Damn, this Whoa. killed it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Made six times hit. the amount. Um and some trivia. When casting the part of Sarah, writer and director Richard Curtis auditioned a great many British girls, but kept saying, I want someone like Laura Linney. And the casting director eventually snapped and said, oh, for fuck's sake, then get Laura Linney. And then Laura <laughs> Linney auditioned and got the part. Um, nice. Chris Marshall, who played Colin, returned his paycheck for the scene where the three American girls undress him. He said he had such a great time having three girls undress him for 21 takes that he was willing to do it for free and thus returned his check. Oh, oh my, my God. God. <laughs> Can I, um, one thing about Laura Linney. Um, it feels, it sounds so weird to hear an American accent affectionately call someone darling. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I, like, I can't believe oh, I didn't yeah, bring that yeah. up. Who the yeah. fuck calls their brother Darling and Darling. babe, but like it was, I did not like, British, like that. British people can get away with that. Like, yeah. Hello, darling. But not darling. Like it yeah. sounds wrong. It's strange. Uh, I hated it's it. It's strange. I hated it. Yeah. It's strange. Okay. <laughs> As we'll continue. The idea for Mark's <laughs> surprise of the band singing All You Need Is Love at Peter and Juliet's wedding came from Jim Henson's funeral, which writer and director Richard Curtis attended where all of the puppeteers brought their Muppets and sang a song, which Aww. I thought was really sweet. Um, <laughs> this one is kind of takes you for a ride. Um, knowing about Billy Bob Thornton's quite unusual fear of antique furniture, Hugh Grant would sometimes flash a piece of antique furniture in front of Thornton, like a piece of like a photo of antique furniture in front of Thornton just before the cameras rolled just to watch him freak him out. What? I know. <laughs> what? A fear of antique furniture? Why? That is so That's strange. So weird. So it weird. Like a traumatic childhood thing. Um, uh, the jewelry salesman was... A, uh, Rowan Atkinson was initially supposed to be an angel and disappeared as he walked away from Liam Neeson in the airport. I already said that one. Um, despite their differences in looks, Kira Knightley is only five years older than Thomas Brody Sangster, who played Sam in real life. Yeah, I mean she was like eighteen. Yeah, she was so eighteen. Weird. He was he was thirteen, playing an eight-year-old. Yeah. Wow. And apparently, I also read that like eight years later, he played an eight-year-old again on Game of Thrones. Yeah, I mean, Jojen. I think they aged him up for Game of Thrones, That's but true. but yeah. Um, Andrew Lincoln was initially unsure about his character as he thought the scene with the handwritten signs was quote borderline stalker territory. <laughs> um. In 2017, a handful of the main cast members reunited for a one-off special for Comic Relief. Aired on the BBC in March 2017, the sketch lasted 10 minutes and followed up on some of the cast members in their lives in 2017. One highlight was Hugh Grant dancing to Drake's Hotline Bling. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep, I've, it was 2017. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
In the scene where Juliet watches the wedding video for the first time, Keira Knightley had to wear that god-awful hat to cover a massive zit that had blossomed on her forehead the night before filming. Oh, wow. So that's why she's wearing that terrible, terrible, like, denim <laughs> hat. In the scene in Milwaukee, a Budweiser is ordered, even though Milwaukee is home to the biggest competitor of Budweiser, Miller and Pabst. Initially, the scene... cut joke? Initially, the scene with Colin returning to London Heathrow, he was supposed to wear Green Bay Packers gear. However, filmmakers were un unable to secure permission from the NFL, so the idea was dropped. <laughs> That's just for me to say. 2003 trivia, we already covered it with Freaky Friday, like, not long ago, so I'm not going to even okay. say it. Great. Uh, I think Hey Ya was the big song. There you go. Cool. Spin the uh, wheel. All right. Spin Let's the wheel. Spin the wheel. Wait, I got to share my screen. All right, Allegra, it's our last one of the month. I just want it to be a fun watch. I know I'm not winning. The scores are already impossible for me to, to not lose. Like, let's just have fun, you guys. All right, do you want to do the honors? Oh, God. Spin your own wheel? I don't know if that was a good idea, but. <laughs> Jack Frost. No, no, Jack no, no, Frost. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Christmas Story. Eh, fine. What? Christmas Story is amazing. I don't like it. Well, you're defending it. <laughs> Let's spin again just to see. Wait, you would really rather spin again than defend Christmas Story? I just I'm just saying. I would honestly rather watch Jack Frost. I think it'll just be a more fun episode, you know? Snow Dad is better than No Dad. All right, well... That's fine by me. It just guarantees Electra's <laughs> yeah. not going to win. Well, no, but no, hold on. What is the point differential between you and me right now, Gray? Um, you need to score 99 points to beat me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and do you really think A Christmas Story is a 99-point movie? Really? <laughs> you never know. When was the last time you watched it? thinking about like the leg lamp and like the You're 1950s of it all but i don't know it felt it might be like a more pleasant watch than jack frost <laughs> well hey it didn't take place in the 1950s or i didn't sorry it took place in the 1950s it wasn't filmed in the 1950s i know i don't know what should i do should we just watch christmas story i mean i'm fine with watching jack frost <laughs> Yeah, so am I. Just be just what for you, the fun movie. of it. It's your movie. I kind of want to just watch Jack Frost. I think it'll be a more chaotic episode. Yeah, will that alienate our, our listenership that we choose Jack Frost over? I don't think, because you know what? I think this is a really nostalgic movie for our generation. Like, this was always on during Christmas time, you know? Fuck it. Yeah. Jack Frost it is. Let's do it. Hey. <laughs> All right, so we're watching Jack Frost next week to close out la 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 sibs month. And to follow, um, and to finish off the and season. And season one. Um, so tune in next week. In the meantime, follow us on social media at sibs on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can email us at latchkeysibs at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll see you next week with uh, Jack Frost. Bye. Bye. I hate Uncle James. I don't want to